I said, if I can't make a baby, you know, that way I'll make a baby a different way. I'll write about my daughter. Fact or fiction, truth or fairy tale, we all have a story to tell. Welcome to Storyteller Station, dedicated to sharing stories for all who love to hear them and encouraging others to tell their stories with the belief in the power of story to change a person and ultimately change the world. I'm Sarah Fenlon Falk, independent author, boy mom, entrepreneur, and your host on the Storyteller Station podcast. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Storyteller Station. I'm so glad you're here, and I hope that whenever and wherever you're listening to this, that it is a beautiful day in your neighborhood. It has been busy, busy, busy here as we've been preparing for back to school, and I'm sure I'm not the only parent who has been running around and trying not to stress out or flip out or all the things, right, (laughs) as we're preparing for school and just um, meeting teachers and making sure everything is where it's supposed to be and uh, making sure kids get to bed on time and etc. It's it's a little stressful, but it is a beautiful, blessed life, so I'm very thankful. And on another note, I have had some exciting days here just preparing to launch my middle grade fantasy series that is coming in September. I will be launching the first book, The Servant Prince, in September. I will have that date for you next time. I will have a specific date, and I'm going to start um, just kind of sharing some information about the middle grade fantasy series on my Instagram and on Facebook. So you can look for that. Follow me at Sarah Fenlon Falk. And in other exciting news, I've been getting the book covers for the very first, well, the first three books in the series. And oh my word, (laughs) I can only say I am so excited. Um, just so excited. And so I'll be sharing, I'll be doing, um, the reveal of the book covers and just kind of introducing some of the characters. So, wow. I mean, I have a lot of work to do. I've got some editing to do. I have a lot of editing to do actually, (laughs) but it's all part of the process and it's wonderful. And I'm, I'm just having so much fun and I can't wait to share it with you all. And hopefully you will enjoy it too. So today I am going to be sharing with you the first part of an interview that I had with my friend Tiffany Nevels. She's a friend that I met in Newburgh, Oregon at a writer's retreat. In That was two years ago. And so this girl is a prolific writer and she has just been through some things and it's just really neat to hear her story and hear how writing has has kind of filled a, a need in her life and and just um, really really meant things to her that 
that maybe some of us have never thought about how therapeutic and how fulfilling writing or creating can be in this way. And so I just, I encourage you to listen and, and just listen with an open mind and enjoy the conversation. Again, this will be a two-part series, so you'll hear the first part of our interview today, and then you can check it out next week when I post the or share the other half of this interview. So without further ado, here is my, the first part of my conversation with Tiffany Nevels. Hello, Tiffany. Hi, Sarah. <laughs> Yay, we got this working. welcome to storyteller station again for the third time (laughs) i know right happy to be here every time (laughs) right we have to to tell the story so that listeners understand how much you know drive and commitment goes into this podcast so the pains the pains So while Tiffany and I really like each other, this is um, the third time that we are attempting this. The first two times were epic fails in the recording process. Right. But they were so fun. They were so fun. So this, this conversation just should just be really smooth, right? I hope so. Yeah, right. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for you know, spending more time with me and just being willing to share with the listeners of Storytellers Station. We really appreciate it. Of course. My pleasure. (laughs) Why don't we start by having you share a little bit about who you are and maybe if you want to start at the beginning, you can just tell us like, I know that you're a writer and, and I've talked, I think I've even talked about you on previous episodes, so you can talk about that a little bit and then maybe just tell us kind of like your story, how you got into telling stories. <laughs> All right. So by day, I'm a pricing associate and by night I am writing epic fantasy So, um, I have, I'm so excited. So this is like first and foremost top on my brain, um, is in 15 days, I'm publishing my seventh book. uh, I'm so stoked about that. It's like, uh, my brain is full of all of the formatting and, and, uh, publishing. I publish my own books and writing and all the editing and stuff that has to do with that book. So <laughs> super wow. stoked about that. Uh, so how I started was, well, I was a little girl and I was babysitting. So I was six years old when I started telling stories. Um, I had a little bit of trouble reading. So I was like in the remedial, you know, like reading class. And I always failed all of my spelling tests in like the first grade. It just was bad. Writing was bad for me <laughs> when I was little. <laughs> Growing up and um so I was just told my stories uh so I was babysitting for the next door neighbor I was six years old and you know mom and dad were next door and I would go and uh feed the girls dinner and then I would put them to bed and I would always tell them 
bedtime stories. Uh, and then, you know, they would go to bed and I'd do the dishes and then she would get there and I'd go home. Well, uh, then fast forward a little bit, like I always was pretty imaginative as a kid. Um, one time we made this little thing at school. Uh, I was a little leprechaun and I came home and I messed up the bathroom and I put this little leprechaun there and I got somehow I got a hold of some green sparkles. And I'm like, mom, go look in the bathroom. And she was like, go clean up. (laughs) (laughs) I always was doing like little imaginative things like that. And, um, (laughs) and then I got a nanny and I started telling stories to those kids. And, um, I did that for a a long time. And so we like put up our fort tents and everything, our little pillow forts and stuff like that. And, um, would tell the stories, but then I, um, more recently, I, when I started writing in 2016, what really started that was, um, and I always just fall into things. It's, it's better when you fall into the hole and you just live in the moment and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and don't freak out, just go with it. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> I, um, was in the moment I was talking to a friend who was both very, very tired and bored. And I said, there's a very easy, fix to both of those problems go take a nap and so hemming and hawing and just like making all these excuses as to why that wouldn't work and I'm like what are you doing waiting for a bedtime story and they were like yeah so of Mm -hmm. course Henri you know I like type out you know this bedtime story about the princess and going out into the wilderness and climbing a tree and finding a dragon and I sent it to him and (laughs) He, he came back and he said, uh, that's really good. You should keep writing that. And I laughed so hard because I'm like, I'm not a writer. Like, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> so that kind of fell away in my email and it just, you know, stayed in my sent folder and uh, whatever. And until six months later, when I was uh, having a really hard time and kind of reached the end of my rope where... I was just like done with everything. I was super depressed. I was really sad about some um, medical news that we had received and um, just had kind of been beaten down both in like the financial world and employment and just in all kinds of different areas where, you know, my husband and I were struggling with all these hard things. Thank God we weren't struggling with each other. We, sure. we were pretty good teams, like held each other together, but um, I just really needed an outlet. So um, that phrase that my friend had told me, like, you should keep writing this, came into my mind. And um, I guess it makes sense for me to tell you guys to share with you, like, um, what we were kind of going through. One of the things we were going through was infertility. And the, my, um, we just got the news that it just wasn't working. And so it had cost us a whole bunch of money and we were just like, we had to stop. And so, um, I said, if I can't make a baby, you know, that way I'll make a baby a different way. I'll write about my daughter. And so I made that princess that I wrote about you know, before, um, I rifled through all my emails until I found that story that I had started and I said, princess, my daughter. And so I wrote her story and mm. it 
turned out to be, you know, my first book, um, which turned into four books, which turned into, you know, after my readers loved my books, I, um, they asked me uh, all these questions about a revolution that was in the past in those originals in that original series. And um, so I wrote the revolution series to answer all of their questions and <laughs> <laughs> that turned into um, four more books, <laughs> wow. which is, no, right? So um, one of the dragons in that series, people had uh, so many questions about her. And so I wrote and I'm writing, um, I'm on book three of my new series, Chronicles of Arisia writing um about the fire dragon and how she was created and you know her life and um her story so it just all started with this little joke and turned into this uh life-saving encouraging like outlet for me that um yeah (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) <laughs> so you started telling stories to family at age six. You started telling stories to other people then and other people's kids mm-hmm. as a, a young teenager and just kept going with it. And finally, when you needed it the most, you kind of dove into it and yeah. it's turned into this like amazing I mean, you're 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 on your third series, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, so the original series is how many books? So four books, uh, starting with the middle child, because that's always a troublemaker, of course, me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Sally is Grace, and then her older sister, Mariah, Mariah's Restoration. Then I went to the youngest princess, who is Evangeline. Um, Evangeline's gift, and then Vesalia's bodyguard, who is Anthony. So Anthony's pride. That's our my original series. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And then and after then, the original series, you wrote the trilogy of the revolution. Right, but it also turned into four books. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> it, it was originally going to be a trilogy, but when I got halfway through the first book, I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is already four hundred pages." So that's <laughs> right? <laughs> how it always ends up. <laughs> wow. It always ends up multiplying. The joy just multiplies. <laughs> that's so funny because I have to say I'm an underwriter. So <laughs> my first draft is kind of bare bones and then I have to go in and beef it up. Whereas uh-huh. It sounds like you're like, okay, either I have to make two or three books out of this or I have to cut something. <laughs> right, right. And then what do you cut? So uh, usually I go to my editors and I go to m- my family and I'm like, what do I cut out of this? And they're like, uh, nothing. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I usually and the same thing happened um, with my Chronicles of Arisia. I'm like, everything turns into four books. So I'm just mm. going to outline this roughly outline this into four books. And I got halfway through the first book again, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going to be five books. So it, yeah, it just turns out that way. (laughs) That's awesome. Hmm. Now, we're talking about these stories, and what people don't know and need to go and check out is that you actually paint Mm -hmm. the covers for each of the original series, correct? 
Right. Yeah. So I do everything for my books, um, except for the editing. Uh, I don't, I don't know if anybody, I mean, I would think that they were totally amazing if you could edit your own stuff. Um, so I do all of my covers. Uh, the, the original series are paintings that are hanging on my wall. And I just took a picture of them and uploaded them and made them the cover of my book. I do all the artwork inside. So at the beginning of every chapter, I do my artwork and then I do my own formatting and I uh, publish my own books and everything. It's, I mean, it's so fulfilling to be oh able. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I, oh, have, I've often felt like, you know, I was kind of the jack of all trades, but I'm not really great at one thing, but I'm pretty good at a lot of things. Um, and I always thought kind of that, that, like I needed to be good at something. Like I needed to be really good at something. And now wow. I appreciate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, your paintings are like, they're beautiful. <laughs> I look at them and I'm like, you're not a painter. Come on. You can't, you can't paint like that and say you're not a painter. <laughs> really hard for me. <laughs> you can't write the way you do and say you're not a writer. So I've, I've had to change my perspective after writing. I think, yeah, I'm writing book 11 right now. I'm like, I kind of have to say I'm a writer now, especially uh, since I'm yeah. my <laughs> And you know what was really great is um, you and I met at the writing retreat at Tillicum. And yes. it was in the beautiful Newburgh, Oregon. Yes, I love, mm. I love this area. It's so green and beautiful and wet, and I love it. But it's it was lovely. there. Yeah, I mean, I'm so glad I went to that life-changing event um, because I met you, for one, and then... <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was at that time, I think I had only published two or three of my books. And I was very, very much like, I'm not a writer. I'm just like working on trying to be one. And the mentor that we had, and I feel so bad that I forgot his name. Um, Matt. Matt. Uh, yes, Matt. And I've read some of his books and they're awesome. Um, and yeah, I really value that he said, you know what? you have to stop saying that you're not a writer. You have written like all of these books and you've published, you know, three. And he said, um, you, ha you are a writer and you're a good writer. And he said, the majority of writers, I think he said one out of 10 writers actually publish a book. And I'm like, are you kidding me? It's like that, that many. And it might be different now because it's a couple years later, but he's like, you are one in 10 writers that actually publish a book. He's like, you have to change your perspective. Like you are a writer. And I'm like, oh man. So right, yeah, right. That's, that, that meant a lot to me. And it's still does. So just that encouragement. So yes. yeah. That's yeah. good. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad that you had that you know, someone's to speak into your life to say, yeah. Hey, you need to change your mindset. Um, yeah. because then where would all of your other books be? I know. Right. <laughs> 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 and I always tell people, I'm like, really, really encourage the people around you to do the things that they love because, um, I never would have, it was a year before that, um, I had written Thessalia's Grace and I was kind of hemming and hawing over it. And 
then my husband had edited it for me and I'm like, I don't know if I should publish it. I don't, you know, and you know, of course your husband says it's good and you're like, um, Ben is always really honest with me, but you always wonder like, is he just being nice and trying to encourage me? (laughs) Right, right. I, um, was talking to my editor, which I absolutely love, um, Jim Rockwell. And, um, he, uh, before he even started editing for me, he said, um, I started talking to him about it. And, um, of course we're both by day, you know, like working at, at our job, you know, that's in the pricing department. And I found out just by talking to him that, um, he had been an editor before and he offered to edit my book for me. And so he edited it and gave it back to me. And I said, I, I just don't know, like, if I should publish it. And he said, you know what? It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. You should publish it for you just so you can, even if it's just your one copy and you have that one copy you can hold in your hand. And I was like, okay. So (laughs) he had given me that encouragement and I was like, I'll just do it for me. I'll do it for me. I can do that. So we formatted it and we got it uploaded and, and, you know, did all the things (laughs) and I sent out just a real quick note on my Facebook page and said, Hey, get guys. Like I wrote this book. If you're interested in having a copy, I think I'll make an order. And you know, I ordered over 20 books, just family and friends that were like, Oh, that's cool. Like I'll take a copy. And now, right. You know, that little bit of encouragement and that little tiny piece of bravery got me like, an audience. I was like, oh my gosh, how crazy. So there you have it. That's the first part of my conversation with Tiffany. And she is just a delightful, inspiring, and creative person. And you'll hear more from her next week. Again, if you have any questions or comments for me, please feel free to leave me a message wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can also find out more and ask me more and connect more on the Storyteller Nation Facebook page or my website, sarahfenlandfalk.com. And until next week, my friends, create something great.